Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. Welcome to Bible study. It's a beautiful um, evening and a beautiful day. And we give God all the praise for the opportunity we all have again to share together the word of God. And I believe tonight that the objective of the Lord um, in bringing us together will be fulfilled as we um, continue in our study of the book of Romans. I welcome you all in Jesus' name. Um, thank God for everyone in church. We are making progress. The Lord is helping us. The Lord is guiding us. The Lord is strengthening us as we behold his word and giving us victory. Uh, things. Tonight, we will go on um, where we left off from Ephesians 6. Um, and um, we will look at it from verse 10 and we we'll trust the Lord to help us from there. But when I looked at that scripture, that verse, the 10th verse, and I saw the word finally. It means this is the end or the last thought of the epistle. But as we go in tonight, I'd like us to pray together. Thank you, our Father, for you have the living bread. And the living bread is Jesus. And the bread was broken for us. Lord, it has pleased you to reveal this bread from eternity, even to the first covenanters. You show forth yourself as the living bread when they ate the bread from heaven. But now you revealed that true bread, your son Jesus, whose body was broken, that we may be free and liberated. Lord, that bread is the word. And that bread is bread indeed. You said in your word that the body of Jesus is bread indeed and his blood is drink indeed. Meat and bread indeed, Lord. When many heard that, they left. But he spoke to them metaphorically about himself. But to that, Lord, we've come, Lord, to eat of that living bread. That bread that man eats unto righteousness, now man eats unto life. 
the bread that we eat unto transformation, unto renewal. We eat tonight. But let our consciousness be awakened into you. Let your power flow in our lives. In every heart, home, and place that this word is being heard, O oh God, let the power in your word and in the blood avail. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, Ephesians is an epistle or a letter written by the Apostle Paul by the revelation of Jesus. Um, though with the fact of certain information he was privy to. I remember in the church in Corinth, the information that made him to write to the church was given to him by someone from the household of Chloe. And that Chloe, we never heard of that person anywhere else in scripture. But the information the Apostle Paul heard that made him to write to them by the Holy Spirit was given to him by this person in particular. And Paul wrote to them by the power of the Spirit. And that writing is relevant throughout all generations. He wrote to them about their faith. He wrote to them that is in Corinth. He wrote to them about their carnality, about their division, about, uh, about sin and immorality, about lawsuit, about marriage, about virgins and non-virgins, about the gift of the spirit, about love, about the coming of Christ, and on and on to 2 Corinthians, where he addressed false teachers and encouraged the church not to forget him. Now, we see that that letter did that, that, that function. It means in every congregation of human beings, even in the church setting, there will be issues that only the word of God can fix. And thank God for the Holy Spirit because he's watching and he has words to help as he leads us into himself. Remember, he has been given to us as a guarantee for our inheritance. Amen tonight. If there's one thing that gives me joy and that should give you joy is that we have an inheritance. Amen. Jesus had gone to prepare a place for us. And Paul says, if in this world alone we have hope, it means we should have hope in this world. But we mustn't have hope alone 
in this world. For man will not live by bread alone. So the people who are not born again, they have hope alone in this world. And that's why they live by the principles of this world. But for you and I that's born again, our hope should not be in this world only. Hallelujah tonight. Praise God. So this is our joy. This is our hope. This is our, this is our passion. This is what drives us to continually serve and work in the vineyard of God. Because we have an inheritance. Colossians 1 verse 12. So giving thanks to the Father always was qualified us. Praise God. Now, I will come there as we come to Ephesians. We have not qualified ourselves. And if God qualified us unto redemption by grace and by faith, then every other thing we need, he will also give it us. Hallelujah tonight. So we see the importance of our inheritance, our, our, uh, um, our redemptive rights, our, our privileges in God and God's children as their children of God. So one thing we have to come to terms with, folks, is that we are now the children of God by faith in Christ. The realization of that is very key to how we receive God's word and we comport ourselves as we walk through this life. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 through 6 is the revelation of God to the church. And in this letter, a lot of things were written that are truth for every believer to consider. And one thing that I see in this epistle, now remember, every time a letter is written, is written with an intent. And if God, through the hands of Paul, will write a letter to the church in Ephesus, and remember, the details of that church was given to Paul by Epaphras. Amen tonight. So you see that most times, most of the pieces of the apostle Paul, he had inside information from someone having buffeted the church himself. God sent him there to establish the church, and and he 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 left it up to 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 other folks to 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 take on from where he stopped. But you see, his heart never left them, and as he prayed for them, the Spirit of God continually revealed certain truths to him. In fact, in Corinth. He told them in First Corinthians number five. He said, "There's someone who is committing fornication. That you ought not to be happy or rejoicing." He said, "He says, set that one out, and my spirit will be with you in the face of Jesus Christ. That when a man is called out, he should be disciplined, and my spirit will be with you." Folks, Paul wasn't there. It shows you the 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 place of the passion. That he had and the revelation of the spirit in the operation of the church. Hallelujah tonight. So we see in Ephesians chapter, chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Now remember, when Ephesians was written, 
It wasn't written in chapters and verses. So the whole book is one, one, one full prose or one full letter. It was only, you know, demarcated by paragraphs. There were no chapter one, two, three, four, five, six. Now it's added for us to be able to, 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 to find particular lines that the reason when Jesus quoted sample two on the cross, when it says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Everyone hearing him knew what, where he was quoting. Because the way to trace particular book of message in scripture is to quote the very first line. And so when, 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 when Paul wrote, and to the point of finally, it would be expedient for a student of the word to go back to the beginning. What has this said to the point where we now say, finally, because if we don't understand what he has said from, from beginning to finally, finally would not make sense. So tonight, we're, 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 we're going to run through very quickly, as the Lord will help us, um, from, from chapters one through six, where we are. But we'll do it very quickly so that the word, Father and brethren, be strong in the Lord will make sense now. Because if we don't understand these things, then, then the latter part of the of the epistle might, might take a different mode or shape. It might be taken out of the context of what he has said from the beginning. Because we are coming to an area of Ephesians that is called um, the, the scripture for spiritual warfare. But let's see it in the context of the entire um, um, epistle, so that we can we can we can we can make we can make um, 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 a proper or get proper understanding from what God is saying here to us. Amen tonight. And I want you to follow me with your hearts as we go together as God leads us this evening. Ephesians chapter one. I won't read too much, just just and just highlight. Verse 2, Paul introduced the first verse um, himself and, and his apostleship. And the next thing he said, he said, peace from God the Father. It means from beginning, hey, God is not angry at you. Amen. So I say, God is not angry at me as his child. And remember, in this letter, Paul will begin to warn them to desist from sin. But you see, he said this warning is not a warning, it's not a morbid warning to bring you under bondage of fear. No, it's to bring to a place where you understand the whole hand of God and the reason is warning. So the first thing is the peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave me the revelation. So the first thing he said, I will tell you, is peace be with you. So peace. And this is true because Romans 1 of this says, For God's kingdom is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. So, so the first thing Paul says there, peace to you. So there's peace in God. There's peace in Jesus. And there's peace in the Holy Ghost. So anyone who is found in Christ is found in the peace of God. 
Amen tonight. Say peace. Say peace like a river. Praise God. Amen. So this is how he began. Amen. So, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad. So he began by, by letting them know, because they didn't know or they might not know, that God is at peace with them. And, and, and the things he's going to say to them as he makes progress is from the vantage point of his peace. Romans 5 verse 1, the Bible says, now being justified by faith, because the church in Ephesus has been justified by faith, they have peace with God. You know, there are times when we feel maybe God is mad. No, God is not angry at you. He, 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 there's peace. So every time he speaks to you, it's for your own good, it's from the point of peace and love. Say, so I have the peace of God the Father and of the Son Jesus Christ. I have peace in my body. I have, I have, I have the assurance of God in His peace and love for me. Amen. Let that stick to your mind. Hallelujah. Because one thing the devil will want to do is to, is to let you know that God is angry at you. Your God is not at peace with you. No, it's a lie. God has always said. That peace be with you. It's only the wicked that God's peace is on with. The Bible says God is angry at the sinner. You are not a sinner. You are now a child of God. Therefore, he's not angry at you. And when he speaks to you, he speaks to you from a place of peace and love. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father. You see the word again. Now, Paul talks much about the Father. The Father, the Father, praise God. He says, he says, he says, he says, this is the thinking of the Father. This is the will of the Father. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places we have in Christ. That means we are in Christ. We have in the heavenly places. Now, look that. Say, so I am in Christ in the heavenly places. So if we are blessed in Christ, in the heavenly places, it means where we are is with Christ in the heavenly places. Because the understanding of this will make the latter part meaningful and sensible and give you the right knowledge on how to wage a good warfare. Praise God. So we are blessed in the, with all spiritual blessings. Amen tonight. Hallelujah. I'm glad to say this. In, in the heavenly places in Christ. It is that we are going to, we are already, praise God. So as we speak now, as we're hearing me now, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you are a blessed person in Christ Jesus, and Christ right now is in the heavenly places, far above that where you are now. Praise God. Now verse 4 says, please note that tonight, verse 4 says, for he has chosen us in him, praise God. God has chosen you. He has qualified you. Listen, you didn't choose God. He chose you. Jesus said, you didn't call me. I called you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. So listen, folks, if you didn't choose yourself, this is scripture. He chose you. He loved you. Then why wouldn't you give him all you have? 
the knowledge of his choosing, of his choice in you, irrespective of who you are, irrespective of how how sinful, how 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 how, how offensive you are, yet he chose you in that same state. Then why won't you give him all your love and affection? Know that he says, let your affection not be on things on the earth, but things above. Colossians three and verse one. Now, tonight, I'm letting you know that you are a child of God. There's so much about you in redemption to God. Praise God. And Paul is saying to them so that the, the things they are focusing on, the things that are distracting them, might, might begin to lose, you know, lose import and relevance. It, 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 they, they, but, but the knowledge of being redeemed will take man out of analogy. Amen tonight. Now it makes sense that we go on. Verses 13 to 14 says, He has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Wow. So right now we have, we have the Holy Spirit. He dwells in us. He's a guarantee. It means it means we are we are assured. God has assured us by his Holy Spirit that, 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 that he will see us through till the end. Therefore, on the basis of this guarantee, we are encouraged to continue in well-doing and not being weary, for we reap not if we faint not. So the Holy Ghost on our inside is an is a, is a impetus for us. To show more of love to God. He has guaranteed, he has, he has, he has sealed us, praise God, by the Holy Spirit of promise. So as you walk around, the Holy Ghost lives in you. He's just still there's a stamp on you in the spirit that demons know. Witches know. Principalities know. There's a stamp. Listen, that all they are trying to do is that. You don't know, you have a seal. And listen, if there's a seal on a document, that if that document is broken, that seal becomes it, that one becomes invalid. And I guarantee you, whatever God seals, wow, with his own holy shantaba, with the Holy Spirit, is confirmed. So demons know it, and God knows it. And unfortunately, it's only us that sometimes don't know. But tonight, you are knowing. Say, praise God, I know I am sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise as 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 at the ground as 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 as, 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 as the payment for my final inheritance. Now, what is important? Because when Paul begins to say the picture in the final times, it makes sense to us. Now, when we know these things about us, then the acrimony in the church in Ephesus will fade away. The 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 um the you are Jew and Gentile will fade away. The, the the you know all the challenges he raised, the issues of sin. You know this, this I'm beginning to see that the true the the one the ways by which we overcome sin is the realization that we are we are God's children and the Spirit of God dwells in us. Sometimes we don't know. That's why we fall short. Ephesians 1, 17, 23, we see that God has highly placed the church 
God has an important mindset for the church. So the church is not just an ordinary thing. The church is special and unique to God. And Ephesus is a church that God has attention on. And this is we said before, that the church is not the building. It's the coming together of everyone but with the prize of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah tonight. For we are redeemed not by things that are corruptible, but things that are what incorruptible. We are bought with a price. First Corinthians 6. Amen. So he said the church is special. So for Ephesians 1, 23, talks about the, the special place the church plays. Amen. And Christ is the head of the church. Say Christ is my head. I love that. Say Jesus Christ is my head. I am a member of his body. Praise God. Let us sing tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Let's run this evening. Chapter, chapter, chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. Paul began to talk about, about how dead we were. How, how incapacitated we are. That with our own, you know, our own, our, our if God had left it to us to make a choice to, to follow him, we couldn't have. Amen. If God has left it to us to make a choice to follow him, we couldn't have. Paul says, for, 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 for we were dead in sins and trespasses, but he has quickened us together with Christ. So say amen tonight. Praise God. So Paul is in the church. Look, 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 look. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are taking pride in the little, in the little things you know as a Jew or as Gentiles. You are fighting each other. Say, no, no, don't fight. You were all dead, both Jews and Gentiles. There's no one righteous, no one that knows God. It's by the grace and his mercy that we are saved. So we are all dead. Or rather, we were all dead. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But now in Christ Jesus, the glory of God has been given to us. The glory of God is being showered on us. We have an inheritance. We are no more the same we used to be. For if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. And he went on to say from, 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 from verse 5. Through, through verse 10, it says, it says, it says, it says, for, for we were dead. But you see, right now we remain alive and we are seated. Now, turn to me, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, you keep seeing the word seated in heaven places over and over in this treaty. Let's respond that quickly. Ephesians 2, let's read from, from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead. Even when we were dead in sin. So we were dead in sin. Now, when a man is dead, he's dead. Does not have dead, partial dead. No, dead is dead. Very cool dead. But we were dead. But thank God, he didn't leave me in the place of death. Just like he didn't leave his holy one to see corruption. Praise God. And, 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 and why am I asking about this? As Christ rose up to a, to, to, to a new life of great glory, of power, so also, I also was missing in him. Same thing with you. You are not a victim. You can't second, second hands no authority over you. He can't intimidate you. He can't threaten you because, because you are now in Christ. The victory of Christ is your victory, my victory. Now, this is what 
different establishment to stand our ground and begin to learn more about God and begin to do the works of God. But now it's taking my seat. Okay, but now says, even when we're dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ by grace, you are saved. Verse 6, and had raised us up together and made us sit. Now, mark that, made us sit. Now, this is in tandem with chapter 1, verse 3. Right now, where are you? Now, that knows. God knows. But the way it profits you and I is when we also know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. See what it says in verse 6. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now listen. So technically, where is Christ right now? In heavenly places. And if we sit with him together in heavenly places, where are we now? In heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Now, mark that word in heavenly places because we are coming there. Because if we don't get this, then then they finally can be misconstrued for a struggle and a battle. Hallelujah, tonight. Let's go on. So we are seated together in the heavenly places, together with Christ Jesus. Say so that with me. Say 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 so with me. He said, and 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 raised me up together and made me sit. Together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is what God knows and is revealing to us. But the truth is, the church didn't know this until Paul wrote to them. And so we see this thought here being fleshed up. Amen tonight. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 11 to 22, you know, talk about the reconciliation. Of Jews and Gentiles. Now, remember in context, the church in Ephesus, where you know, where 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 we're pointing fingers at each other. You are Jews, you are Gentile, and what what what? And that was the basis for their carnality. So, like in Corinth, February one and three, Paul says, "Aren't you carnal? For you have factions. You know, factions is being raised up. Say, no, no, no. In the body of Christ, there is no faction. All things are done with one heart, with one spirit, with one mind. For there's one Father, there's one Lord, there's one Spirit, there's one faith, there's one hope, there's one baptism. Ephesians four, from verse three to five. So." This is made clear. Hey, stop fighting because you are both one now in Christ. Hallelujah tonight. Praise God. For Gentiles and Jews are now made one in Christ. Those that practice Judaism but are now believers in, in Yeshua, in, 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 in Christ Jesus, are, are of equal standing with us now, Gentiles. Therefore, there's no boasting of Gentiles over the Jews. Well, for us, we, we, we don't have this challenge, but, but still, I, I, I know in Nigeria, particularly in the Southeast, you know, I've, I've watched movies in this life where you find, you find those in, in, um, in, in the Anglican church, you know, at loggerheads with those in Methodist or those in, in Catholic or like that, you know, the fight. But guess what, folks? Only one who has truly met Jesus Christ and is following him. There's no type of me. We are one in Christ. Hallelujah tonight. 
Ephesians 3, from verse 1 to 13, Paul began to talk about the revelation of God's mystery, and Paul was the minister. So, so this mystery was given to Paul. And if, if you want to know this mystery, it is Paul alone that had it. But the mystery is not strange. It's the same thing Jesus had said. But now Paul is, is, is received from God the great mystery. If, if you remember Jesus Christ, you know, he told them, Eli in the ministry says, don't go yet to the Gentiles region, for I am called for but to the Lordship of Israel. And Paul said, this mystery is the reconciliation of Gentiles and Jews. Now, know that. But toward the end of Christ's ministry, in fact, God won't go there. You remember the story of the Syrophoenician woman? She was not qualified, but Jesus was looking at her of the of the of that of that wall being destroyed, and he extended the hand of of love of grace to her, even when it wasn't yet at all. For indeed, it will come to her, and by extension to the Gentiles, and that's how the eunuch of Ethiopia got saved, and that's how Cornelius got saved. All these folks were Gentiles, and he said to them, "Go to the whole world and preach." In Acts one, from verse eight, he said, "You'll be my witness from where Jerusalem." Judea, Samaria, and the altar most part. So the ultimate purpose of God that Christ revealed to Paul that the Jews were finding difficult to accept was that the message of redemption, praise God, the message of salvation, if not to the Jews only, even though it came by the Jews, they had the covenant, they had the prophets, they had the oracles, oh, they had the message, even they had the Messiah, but it's not for them alone, it's also for everyone outside that race that we believe. And now that we have believed, we also should share this good news to others that they too might believe and rejoice with us together in Christ. So this is a mystery, and Paul gave it to Paul. Um, 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 especially if you read Ephesians 3, verse 7, it says, Paul says, Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less um, um, uh, all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles. So Paul specifically received this revelation. So if there are revelations to receive for the Gentile believers to understand the mystery of Christ to them, it will be gotten from Apostle Paul. But every word Apostle Paul said was an overall, or rather is, is, is an overflow of every grace and truth Christ had ever preached. Ephesians 4, 1 to 7, Paul began to write about the unity of the faith of the church. Showing to them, hey, church, come, see, we are one. Why? There's no, there's no, there's no segregation. There's no, there's no dichotomy. And the, the, the local church has one goal, one Lord, one Father, and one purpose. And everything should be done in the unity of the Spirit and be done in order. Praise God tonight. Be done in order. So Paul told the church that Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 1 through 7 and 11 to 16, he began to relate to them the, the, the ministry gifts. Amen. 
He, he, he rich them the gifts that Christ gave the church. You know, he gave apostles, he gave, he gave, he gave, he gave prophets, he gave, he gave evangelists, he gave pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. So God wants the saints perfected. He wants the saints to do the work. Amen. And, 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 and as, as you come to redemption, you know who you are in Christ. The next thing for you is to begin to act out the life of God. Begin to be productive. So Paul told them, hey, stop the, you know, the distractions. Get into productivity. And the reason I gave this gift to the church is to build you up and, and that you work together in love. Amen tonight. Praise God. And verse 17 to, to, to 32, Paul began to call people to right living. Praise God. You see, the, 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 the grace of God in redemption, you know, as we know it, you know, begins to, to pull us to doing the right thing. For now we have a new spirit. Now we have a new direction. Now we have a new master. Now we have a new Lord. And therefore we follow his instruction. How we now know that we've been cleansed, we've been washed, we've been sealed by the Holy Ghost of, of, of promise. Now, therefore, our life pattern must be patterned after him. We do not walk as the Gentiles walk anymore in the futility of their minds. But now we work by the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Paul began to mention all kinds of, of, of sin in the world. That, 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 that we've been free from. Yes, we are free from them, but somehow we fall into them. But the more we realize we've been free from them, the more we receive strength to overcome them. Hallelujah. The more we realize that we've been free from these things, the more we receive the strength of God to overcome them. For sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Paul told them that, walk in righteousness. He came to Ephesians 5, 1 to 20. You know, he began to tell them practical ways of living the Christian life. Because there's a change. There's a transformation. There's a new life. Oh, there's a, there's a new engine in your spirit. You know, when, when a car's engine is changed, the sound changes. But sometimes the reason they change car engines because the, 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 the sound is just bad, it's smoky, it's not working well, it's, it's, it's dragging, you know, it's just problematic and all that. And, 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 and if it's been ringed over and over, you the advice and counsel, change the engine or buy a new engine. But guess what, folks, when Christ came, you know, in redemption, he, 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 he did just change our engine, he gave us a brand new one by the Holy Spirit. Brand new life. All things are passed away. Really, all things are passed away. Sometimes, sometimes we do not know. No, we passed away. Now we are new, and we must we must live in the consciousness of the newness of life. Romans chapter number six. Let's turn it tonight. Romans six. Romans six. Let's read from 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 verse. Verse, verse 4, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. 
that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we, even, glory to God, even so you and I, listen, we are buried with him. Their old man has died. The new man is living. Now we're no longer going to live after the pattern of the old man, but the new man. For this is how the glory of God is seen on the earth. When men who are giving to, 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 to life start feeling the life of Christ in us, they say, wow, God has done this once good. You see that? It says, even so, we also should walk, should walk in the newness of life. So we see that, that Paul encouraged us to live practically and, and, and living those things out. Verse 21 to 33 and 6 to 9, Paul began to lay out the rules for relationships within the church. He told them, husband and wife, this is how you relate as unto the Lord, as unto Christ. Parents to children, this is how you relate in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, there are principles that we must learn to abide by. Employers and employees, you know, in the, in, in, in the, in the Bible times, they are, they are slaves and servants. But now in our time, there are no more slaves and servants. Now, but, but we have employers and employees. We have bosses and, and, and workers, as the case may be. Paul gave the Christian requirement for how they ought to live. Now, now, now we come to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. As we pull through to round up this thought um, in this time. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. Now we know that when we read through the scripture, we see it as the, the great scripture for, 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 for spiritual warfare. And the wordings there shows a contention. In fact, that word wrestle is a word used when there's too close combat with the victor putting his feet upon the neck of the victim or the neck of his opponent. Now, the picture that Paul is spelling is a word that word wrestle not. You see, that term wrestle is, 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 is the Greek word that portrays two opposing factions fighting together, very, very intense fight. But the one that wins always puts his leg on the neck of the one he has defeated. Praise God. Now, when we look at this scripture, we find the word, be strong from verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now, first thing, be strong, not in yourself. Not in your... In your in your in your righteousness. That's the reason sometimes we are afraid to engage in the things of God. We are afraid to minister. We are afraid to preach. We are afraid to pray for people because we feel we are not strong enough. We are not we are not righteous enough. No, God did not call you and I to to be strong in our righteousness. To be strong in our own strength. For how do we show we were saved on our, on our aliveness? But as a result of our being saved, we come alive to him. But now he says, be strong in who? In the Lord. Now, does it sound like us being in Christ? Yes, it does. 
So it's telling us, yeah, we have an opposition, but hey, we have the victory because we are in Christ, because we are of him, because we live in him, we move in him and have our being. So, yes, there's contention, but it's a victorious one when you know where you are and in whom you stand. Praise God tonight. That's the reason when we have spiritual warfare issues, we don't go to you know to tie our our belt or tie our you know or, or shackle or fast ball or no no no. We are not doing those things. You see, outside the knowledge of who we are in Christ, Paul was speaking when the ship he was was about to be wrecked. He said, "Men and brethren, don't be afraid." The Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, appeared to me tonight and said to me, There will be no loss of life in this, in, 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 in this place except the ship itself. Now, listen to that now. You see, it's, 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 the Lord that I serve, his angel appeared to me. Who was the one behind the shipwreck? Of course, we know. But there was nothing that happened to Paul. In the midst of the trouble. Hallelujah. In this day, there will be trouble. He says, when you go through the fire, it will burn you. When you go through the waters, it will drown you. I will be with you in trouble. Folks, let's go and sleep. This scripture is, is reminding us of, of, of the power of Christ as, 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 as it is stronger than every power Satan can bring our way. Be strong in the Lord. That was what means being due with the strength of the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God. Now, the word power, the word might means the same thing. It means strength. It means, it means great power. It means ability. It means force. What other force is stronger than the force of God? From tonight. Every spirit of the bondage of fear is destroyed. You will no longer be afraid. You will no longer be scared. You know, he said in, in Hebrews 2, verse 14, he says, he says for, 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 for as long as the children are partaken in flesh and blood, he also, that means our Lord, partook in the same. And, 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 and the true death, because he gave himself up to that, but through them, he, he has destroyed him that have the power of, of, of death and has delivered all those who through their lifetime has been subject to the bondage of the fear of death. You see, the sacrifice of Jesus broke the power of Satan and all his demons. So when you start hearing principalities and powers, don't be scared. For the greater one is on your inside. First John 4 verse 4. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, for, 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 for you overcome him, um, little ones, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So my focus is not of him as in the world, is he that is in me. So he said, put on, the word put on is, you know, you know, to sink into, to clothe yourself. Put it on intentionally. Be aware of it. Be conscious of it. Every day as you, as you go out, how do you put it on? You speak to yourself. I'm a child of God. I go today out in faith. 
I'm aware of who I am in Christ. He's my savior. You put on the whole armor. You 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 sink into it. You 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 carry it. You you consciously you know get aware of it. And how do you how do you put it on, folks? You speak yourself in Christ. You tell yourself who you are and where you are in Him. Praise God. You don't go out with the mindset, wow, maybe today, you know, no, 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 no. I said, go for today, I'm a child of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I said, go for today, I yield my voice, I yield my tongue to the Spirit of God. I will speak as he listening, I will preach as he listening, I will pray as he listening, because I'm not praying by my power, I'm praying by his own strength, I'm praying by his own grace, I'm praying by his own might. Praise God tonight. You tell yourself that consciously brainwash your brain rightly in Christ. Amen tonight. Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wires. That means everything he does is wires. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's wires. What are wires? They are methods. They are, they are, they are, they are tricks. They are deception. He wins by tricks. He wins by deception. He wins when he, when he convinces you to accept his position. As God really said. No. He didn't mean what he said. Has God said you are blessed? He will tell you no. God didn't mean it that way. This is what God is saying. Hey, are you, are you, are you, are you a victor? No, really, not for everyone. Are you reading the Bible? Now, thanks be unto God, who always leads us in triumph and through and through and through and through us. Diffuse it. No, he said, no, it's not you. It's for himself. No, it's for you. He comes to trick, to turn away the very words of God that you might believe his own life. So it comes by methods. It comes by trick. It comes with deceit to turn you away from the truth of God's word. So Paul began from, from, from chapter one through the end. I got an encouraging look, folks. Satan is out there, but he's out with tricks, with methods that, that you can trace and see how he does it normally. So that you don't fall for it anymore. Wow. And verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now, note that principalities, against powers, against rulers of the dungeon of this world, against the wickedness in heavenly places. Now, I love that. Now, hold on in verse 12. He's saying, This is the enemy of position. But if you take the context, from chapters 1, verse 2 and 3. He has told us where we are. And in fact, when we take more context in other chapters, he's telling you these are the forces we are against him with. But yet we have the victory. He's telling us our adversary, so we know, not to scale us. But to make us stand our ground in joy and victory and agree with God to establish that which He has done. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1, 
Let's read from verse, from verse, from verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. May give you, praise God. And this is the wisdom. It says, one, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Wow, look at that. What is the riches of, of the glory of him? Inheritance in the saints, praise God. Uh, amen. Let, let, let's go on tonight. And, and, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, watch this. Watch now. Where is Christ? Far above all. All. Wow. Now, if Christ is far above all principalities, all powers, all might, all dominion, all authority, and if these are our enemies, and if we are in Christ Jesus, then these enemies is not formidable enough to, to defeat us in any battle. Yeah, their powers, their wickedness, but as long as we are in Christ, there are no comparison, there are no match for us because we're not coming on our own strength, we're coming on the strength of the basis of the son of the living God who has the name above every name that at this name is mentioned every meal should bow. Glory to God. That means who puts his leg on the leg of order, the church does. Amen. You come to me with spear and bow and arrow and shield and the name of your gods. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel whom you have defied. And this day, the Lord will hand over your head to me and I will cut down your head with your sword and I will cause the, the best of the earth to eat your flesh in the name of the Lord, David and Goliath. David knew who where he was. And who is in Christ or in God? If David will, will, knew this, how much more us in the new covenant? Colossians chapter number one. Colossians. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Close this this evening. But 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 let's not go to Colossians yet. Let's just read through that where we are. See what we said in in, in verse 20, 21. Far above all principality, all powers, it is a stone. All powers, all might, and dominion, and every name. That means everything inclusive. That's why you find, it, you, you find in Colossians, he has dominion. He has authority. He has other powers. But here, Paul says, and every name. That is named not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And had put all things under his feet. So all powers, all dominion, all might, all authority, all names have been put under the feet of Jesus. Wow. And if they have been put under his feet, then they are under his feet. Now, 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 if the owner is here and, and, and we are in him, that means they are not above us, praise God. If the owner is feet and he is in heavenly places, it means we are in him. That means every power, every principality and everything he has mentioned, 
this warfare, this fighters, these spiritual, you know, you know, you know, beings are not actually above the saints. For the saints are in Christ, and Christ with them as the head. All these beings are under the feet of Jesus. And if they are under his feet, it means they are also under us by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. My time is almost up tonight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood from a point of victory. That's what some folks, when we pray, we pray prayers of, 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 of fear and, and, and humility when it comes to demonic powers in oppression, sickness, disease, pain. You know, you know, you know, you know, all kinds of things that are that, that are of the manifestation and the acts of Satan. Hallelujah. Say how God anointed. Delivering those that were oppressed. And how does they were oppressed with this with the demons that is mentioned here? And so when we go out in prayer, we must realize that our authority is the authority of Jesus. I'll give us a few more people tonight and then we'll close. We'll continue here next Tuesday by the grace of God. And we'll pick it up from there. Colossians 1, verse 15 and 16. Colossians 1. Colossians 1, 15 16. Hallelujah. It says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Now, hear this. Whether they be thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Who is him the Christ? <laughs> Praise God. If they are made for him and by him, he controls, he's in charge. He's in charge. Jesus is fully in charge and fully aware. Amen tonight. Colossians 2. Colossians 2 and verse 15. This Christ Jesus. This, these are the people that we are, we are all the beings, the spiritual beings that we are fighting. This is what Christ did with them once and for all. He got the victory. He took the keys and he has given us this key. His victory is our victory. For his, he, he, he came to redeem us. Praise God tonight. Tonight I'm telling someone to, to rise up in faith. And having spoiled principalities and powers, having spoiled them, he made a public show of them. The same word of the wrestling. Because to make a public show means to put your leg on the neck of the enemy. And that's exactly what Christ did here. So every time you encounter any manifestation of Satan, either in sickness, demonic oppression, lack, whatever it is, declare your authority in the name of Jesus and demand what you want to see as victory for the greater one lives inside of you and you have his authority. So when he says, we wrestle not, yes, he's telling us they're there, but already we have the victory. So as we approach this fight, 
this company we are put from the vantage point of strength and victory, just like David appropriated on the point of strength and victory. Last, the next scripture I'm going to share with us Luke, Luke 10. Luke 10. Luke 10. Hallelujah. Church in Corinth, this is who you are. And church of Christ everywhere worldwide, this is who we are in Christ. The days are here where we should rise up in faith, praise God. Not being afraid of spiritual forces, for we are not to be scared of them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah tonight. Look, look to First Peter chapter five and, and, and from verse eight, it says, it says, it says, it says, be sober and be vigilant. Be circumspect, come with understanding. For 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 Satan, your adversary is roaming about like a rope, like a like seeking whom he might devour. But you resisted him steadfast in faith. That means it can be resisted steadfast in faith. The days are here when you rise on your feet and resist. It is a grow. It is a wait until you are 10 years as a Christian. No. The very power of God, of the Spirit, dwells in you. That power of the Spirit qualifies you to stand in the place of authority in the name of Jesus. Luke 10, verse 17 to 19, and I'll close. And the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So Paul is then here, referring to the words of Jesus, he said, yeah, we don't rest a but guess what? There's power in the name. There's power in the blood, and there's victory. Why? He's telling them that the challenges they are facing in their local assembly is the trick of Satan. And the way to defeat him is to stand in the authority of the armor of God and get him banished. You see, all the, all the ranking and infighting is his trick, is his deception. He's trying to make us buy his idea. But as we stand in faith, holding true for the mandate of God, he will be defeated. So let us, let us not be unawares. Or let's stand in authority of Jesus. Let me learn tonight. And the 70, I said, since we have, that even the devils are swear to us in your name. This is 70. That means we all can get busy with, with, with God's work. Every one of us must rise up because, because demons are subject to us in the name of Jesus. You know, today, okay, look, our, our time is off. Maybe I'll say, I'll say that throughout time. You know, I was somewhere today, you know, you know and I was watching uh, and something happened and, and, and I felt the, the impression in my spirit to, to, to act in faith along some lines because of the reality of these thoughts that God is laying in my heart in these times. But this is the foundation on which every other thing we do is built on. God wants us all to come alive. Don't be afraid. Verse 18 says, And the Lord said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Wow. He's falling. Because the 70 
architecture. Jesus didn't go with them. They went on his command. We are going on our own. We are going on his command. Every day you wake up is an opportunity to fulfill the commands of Jesus. Every time we have is an opportunity to, to execute the victory of Jesus. I'll be like Satan. So like black like And guess what, folks? He didn't rise up ever since he fell. He had remained falling. And what to say, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So the, 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 the wrestling there is not a wrestling that will hurt you. The wrestling there is not to, to, to make demons power you know, you know, you know, you know, so strong, so great. No, is to show that they've been defeated. We go to execute the victory of Jesus. So as you go out tomorrow morning, as you step out in the box, as, as you drive your car, you, you declare, I go out today in the authority of the name of Jesus. Things bow to me. Demons bow to me. The lions fall to me in good places. I walk like a child of God. The, the, the gift of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit operates in my life. I'm circumspect. I, I'm, I'm, I yield myself to doing the will of God. I will not shy away from every task that God will give me today because I have the victory because Satan is falling and Christ is, is victorious. And he lives in me and gives me the victory always. Amen. So when we put on the whole armor of God, we we'll stand against the wise. And next class, we we'll examine those armors in the light of Christ Jesus, and see how we put them. Yes. But folks, we are special creation in Christ. We are raised up in these last days for the battles of God, like David Rosa. Daniel rose up, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they, they all rose up. You too will rise up. Acts 13, 36, and David, when he has served his own generation by the will of God. Every day we have is an opportunity to, to enforce the grace, the power, the love of God in the world. Let's show forth the light. Let the light of God shine. Let, let the nature of God be revealed. Let truth be seen. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel. It's a power of God unto salvation. To all the believe. The Jews, the Gentiles. For the same Lord that walks in all, walks in us. Christ is the same yesterday, the same today, and forever. He shows no partiality to anyone. God is faithful. When men call on him in any place in the world, he answers them. He's answering people in Iran, in Russia. He will answer us in Nigeria. He will answer the church at Oba when you ask and rise up in your place. Knowing this, that you are seated. You are blessed. 
to live and move and have your being. The faith, the life you live now, you live by the faith of the Son of God. This is your reality. God knows it. Demons knows it. We should know it and act upon it. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the teaching of your word tonight. Opening our eyes, we break forth through darkness of limitations. We break forth through the darkness of ignorance. We come to the reality of that which you've done for us on the cross. We come to realize the power that is in the Godhead. And the place you have put demons and the other foul spirits. Lord, we rise up in the name and the authority of Jesus. Lord, as we go forth with this understanding, we have the victory. No more fear. No more fear. We declare your word. We step out in faith. We step out in love. We step out, Lord, trusting you that you are faithful, you are able to keep your word. For we shall rejoice at your word like he that finds his word. For indeed we have. Through us, your light will shine. Through us, grace will be released. Through us, there will be great works of the Holy Spirit in our time. We trust you, God, because we know you will do. We yield ourselves to your faithfulness. We have a victory in Christ, and all things are ours. Our needs are met, our bills are paid, our needs are met. Our bills are paid supernaturally as we engage with the things that pertain to the kingdom. Thank you, God. Our hearts are renewed and work in the victory of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, folks, tonight for joining me. Hope you've been blessed this evening. Praise God. We're going to see you again. Um, today's Thursday, next week, Tuesday. It looks so long to me now, but build on these thoughts. Amen. Uh, anytime you see the appearance of, of Satan, it can appear in fear, in discouragement, in sickness. Pray, lay hands, declare. He sends you a thought. Speak back to him. He wants you to believe and agree with him. No, you say no. You know, you remember, he told him, have God really said, mm, he was learn to respond, learn to pray, learn to declare in faith. You have the victory. For Christ's victory is your victory. You are cooperating when you declare so. It shall be so. For it is so. In Jesus' name. We'll pick from here next, next time we meet by the grace of God. And we trust God for great wisdom, great strength, and great grace. Good night, folks. God bless you all. And stay strong. In Jesus' name. Amen.